This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day! I do not cooperate with Gestapo. I do not talk to the Nazis. Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Well, if you guys stay on the street, uh, and we're about to get more active, we're about to get more confrontational. All right, welcome back to Backyard Politics. I am your host, John Smith. If you haven't yet, I would just ask that you subscribe to my channel. Uh, like the video, share the video, give the video a thumbs up, smash the little bell, all that type of stuff. <clears throat> you know the drill. Uh, if you want to support the show, I do have a cash app. It's Backyard Politics. We can be found on YouTube, Facebook. We are simulcast on goodtalkradio.com. Our audio podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about anywhere podcasts can be found. And, of course, you can listen to every episode on Say What You Will, radio.com. Plus, that's where you're going to find our merchandise and our amazing sponsors. So check that out at saywhatyouwillradio.com. Before we start, I do want to give a shout out to Dave the Trucker. Keep safe, my friend. If you want to be a caller, the number is 602-475-2000, 602-475-2000. It is Magnitch Monday, so that means we're joined by Tyke this evening. And we also have a special guest. It's Rex. And uh, we're going to talk about libertarianism versus conservatism. This could get a little bit interesting. It's going to be fun. And uh, we're going to talk about Back the Blue as well. So let me bring on my guests. Uh, Tyke, you're here. And let me bring on Rex as well. Rex, how you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Can't really complain. <laughs> hey, listen, I know it's late uh, over there in New York City, so I'm not going to keep you super long. But, you know, you can stay as long as you want. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks All right. for having me. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, I've been wanting to have this conversation for a while now because uh, just to give everybody a little bit of uh, background, I happened to pop into a live. I think it was Chico's Tacos Live you were on. And uh, I don't know what the conversation was about, but uh, we started talking about Trump, why he lost. I mentioned Joe Jurgensen voters kind of had an impact on that. And <laughs> it got ugly quick. So that's just a, that's just a, you know, I don't know, give a quick background. So I want to talk to you about conservatism versus libertarianism. All right. You're, you're a self-proclaimed libertarian, right? That's what I would consider myself. Yeah. At the end of the day. All right. I'm a conservative tyke. What would you, what would you say you, you are? I'm, I'm going to be that guy. I'm not going to label myself. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I like that. I, I literally have I have some very libertarian beliefs, uh, mm -hmm. viewpoints, and I have some conservative viewpoints. I am not. I am not a liberal. I know that. Okay. Very good. Very good. Fair enough. So this is where I run into trouble with the whole libertarian thing, because I don't know 
I really don't know where libertarians stand, and I don't, I don't know what the what a definition of a libertarian is. The best I can come up with is a conservative without a moral compass. And I know that's I don't want that to come across as a uh, an insult, Rex, because it's not meant to be. That's just how okay. I see it. Yeah, I can totally. I mean, I can understand. Otherwise, I would probably I would definitely disagree with that because there is still. I mean, libertarians have something called like the non-aggression, the non-aggression principle or the NAP. So, I mean, to say we don't have a moral compass kind of doesn't line up with that because it's all about non-aggression. If both parties agree to whatever's going on and there's no aggression that occurs, that's where that's where it falls out of libertarianism, as I understand it. Like I'm learning as much as I can, too, about the philosophy and the history of libertarianism so far it comes from like classic liberalism not the liberalism of today or even 20 years ago like old school liberalism is where it's like just founded in freedom do no harm take no shit kind of thing uh private property is big obviously you know very very heavily relied on the constitution that's where it's like because i also ask the same questions that you and I've been in some libertarian chats, like over on me, we and Gab. I'm like, what's the real difference between conservatism and libertarian? Because they kind of sound kind of close. But I think where it comes to the state is where maybe conservatives have more of a statist kind of view. I don't mean to use buzzwords because it's funny. The last time I was in, I think, yeah, it was your live. I was in the chat. The, the second I got was like in my mind, I need to get to the library, man. I need to start getting me like borrowing out some books on libertarianism because <laughs> I myself, I'm not that well versed. Like I just know a couple of key talking points, but so far all the philosophies that I can see in myself, I agree with. So that's where like, I hate labels just as much as Tyke, but I guess, you know, I finally decided where I want to, you know, put my hat in the ring. And if I had to pick one, I would say libertarian is the best I can describe myself as. Now, do you think, though, and this is, you know, th this is where I run into trouble because uh, libertarianism, from my understanding, is so close to conservatism. Because when you say conservatism or conservatives are more about um, uh, status, statism, yeah, I'm not sure. Kind of like a, a lot of support for the state, uh, I guess, example. I mean, I've been speaking on it lately, like a lot of support for the police to the extent of the blue line, which, okay. in my opinion, includes the oath breakers. And I used to have a blue line on the back of my vehicle forever, along with the Gatson flag right next to it. And then I started coming across some libertarians and like, guy, what are you doing? Like, how does the Gatson flag don't tread on me and the blue line? They can't coexist. You got to pick one. And like, that's like, that's one example. I now, mean, aren't the police though, aren't the, I mean, the police, aren't they supposed to just enforce the law of the land? I mean, we can't obviously have a, uh, a country without laws, but yeah, the laws I mean, must apply to, we're a nation of laws, right? That's yeah. what the founders said. And the laws should apply to everyone equally. Yeah. Right. I would agree with that. I think it's like, if we have no laws that would, in my mind, fall into anarchy, which um, I don't mess with anarchy. I don't know enough about anarcho-capitalism to get into the ANCAPs and all that. There's so many. It, it's rather annoying, though, because then you have 
like democratic socialist. What the hell is that? You know, a conservative libertarian. What's a conservative libertarian? Like they're all getting mixed and moshed up and it's and, that's and what's kind of make it confusing. And I think you hit the nail on the head a minute ago when you said um, you're for traditional or um, original liberalism. Right. And you'll see that um, we as a society have allowed words to evolve and we've allowed um, political ideologies to be kind of hijacked. And I'll tell you, that's one of the one of the most distinct weapons of the left is controlling vocabulary and shading things gray so that we can't. So it's much harder for people to, to take a line. And obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as this as anybody, because I said right in the beginning of the show, I, I'm, I would identify as conservative, but I definitely have some libertarian thoughts, feelings, beliefs. I, I don't know if they're they're hills I would die on. So I wouldn't say I'm libertarian. But I, I think we're all in this process of the political vocabulary is evolving. So, you know, if you take something, as, that, as, that's a good point. So, so Tyke, let me let me let me kind of jump in because um, I want to I want to talk about it because it is kind of they do blend to a, to a very high degree. And that's libertarians and conservatives. Yeah. So what happens is we start running conservative and libertarian uh, candidates. And that's what gets liberals elected. And that's what both of us don't want. Yes. And that's, and and that's where I'm, that's where I have a problem with it because as I said before, and Rex knows this, I said it many times, almost 2 million people voted for Joe Jorgensen. Where is Joe Jorgensen been since the election? I don't know. I've never seen her on TV and I I watch quite a bit of news. I don't ever see her. I don't ever hear from her. They're, they're never going to put her up there. Mainstream media ain't ever going to put a third party candidate on the TV. Well, they, they, they had don't want Ross Perot. Yeah, but who was Ross Perot? I mean, literally, I don't even know. Who that is. You got to think, Joe. Ross Perot ran and he ran against the Bushes and he was deliberately running oh, against the Bushes God. to get the Clintons to get Clinton elected. And right. had Ross Perot not been elected, and I'm not saying uh, George W. Uh, Herbert Walker, H.W. Bush, the guy was a progressive dick anyway, and because I don't want to, cons- I don't, I don't want to confuse Republicans with conservatives, because right. Republicans and National Party conservatism is a belief, and I think, I, I think that like to Tyke's point, I think the media has done such a great job to convolute what conservatives or who conservatives are that people run to the libertarian party because it's not conservative, even though the two are so closely aligned, it's causing elections. That's all. One of our hugest failures from our side of the political spectrum is allowing the other side to identify us, allowing the other side to label us and tell the world what we are. And at the same time being somewhat quiet and soft spoken about you know, who we really are and being very distinct about our beliefs. I think, and to your point, John, I think libertarian and conservatives, we could find a middle ground on every ticket. We should. We have to get better at it because it is also costing us at the local level. We have local state legislatures and politicians and school board members who are pulling votes away from people that can win, and we end up with a more liberal slanted school board or legislature because of, of the same of the same challenge. And I think you're right, John. Libertarian right now 
whether it's the left doing it or we're allowing it to happen or it's just a new buzzword, people are flocking to that because they the, the mainstream media has vilified conservatism. I mean, that, that would make sense to me. And then at the same time, traditionally, like conservatives vote for who? Like the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's this is how I viewed it. But the Republican Party isn't the same. We have a ton of rhinos in there. So yes. it's like I look at uh, example, the Second Amendment. We all agree on the Second Amendment here. I'm sure of that mm-hmm. um, I don't feel comfortable voting for a Republican that I feel is just lying to me. So like the next best thing, because Libertarian is the third largest party in America. Like we make it onto all 50 ballots every primary. Yeah. Jorgensen made it onto all 50 ballots, but they didn't let her debate. She had the votes to get on the debate stage with Trump and Biden, and they didn't let her do it. Why is that? Because the government wants us to keep us between this Democrat and Republican two-headed snake. And I'm not saying anything new or profound or like stuff that people don't see or don't know. But for some reason, we just we can't get out of this two-party. It's like chocolate and vanilla. Well, what about strawberry? What about yeah, Rocky well- Road? <laughs> and I agree bait? with that. I and I would love to see it. I in, in fact, I was I would have loved to see Trump start a third party. And I was that a backer of that. I, I, yeah, I I'm very hesitant to go down that road because I was one of those people who voted for Rothbro in 1992, and yeah. that makes me very concerned about going down that road because then the party that becomes more centralized, unified, and messaging which the liberals are extremely good at unifying messaging, whether I guarantee you there's probably, let's say 35%, 40% of the people that vote liberal, they don't believe in what the liberal party, the Democrats actually stand for, but they, but the messaging is so distinct and clear. They just go along with it. So look what they do. Look how they controlled uh, Bernie Sanders. Okay, if Bernie Sanders would have run as Bernie Sanders, if he would have run as a Democratic Socialist, he could have run as a third party. He would have got millions of votes and we would have Trump as president again. So the Democrats control Bernie. Bernie had to run as a Democrat. There was no option. But when I say Trump should have started a third party or he could have started a third party, I think he would have got the 80 million voters to go to his party and they could just defund the freaking Republican Party and send a message to the rhinos, to Rex's point. And you want to drain the swamp? I'm talking about starting a new bright and shiny fancy Republican party. Yeah. I I think we have to do it from the inside out. I think if we do something drastic like that, we're going to lose too many elections in the row in a row. I don't know if we'll ever win another one, dude. I don't know if we're going to ever win another one. Well, if we get rid of the if we get rid of the corrupt voting system, we can still win elections. My, my concern is if you look at the tea party movement, the, the biggest problem with the tea party movement was after, uh, um, what's his name? Who who ran with John McCain and uh, Sarah Palin? After they lost, they vilified Sarah Palin, who was kind of the lead head speaker for the Tea Party movement. So they vilified that. We let once again we let the mainstream media control the narrative. And John McCain, we all know, was a rhino and probably, although he was a war hero, he's probably a pretty sleazy guy. Um, <laughs> that's my opinion. Um, so we let the mainstream media associate Tea Party with failure, and then it, it fizzled out. If the Tea Party movement had continued, we would have had a more libertarian 
and a more conservative Republican Party that actually was able to execute on the basically make America great again before Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could have executed on the principle. That's my thought. I could definitely agree to some, to some extent because it's like put a bunch of libertarians in a room and we're going to have something to disagree about. But then we're also going to have something to agree about. But libertarians re- rarely agree with everything. There'll be people to bring up the nap and then there'll be pre- people to bring up um, like the, the statism that I mentioned earlier. But then it's like I wanted to talk about the point of. Yeah, it's like libertarians find themselves stuck in between like, well, I don't like this guy. I don't like that guy. But then we're going to get blamed for taking votes from one of the other two guys. So it's like at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I mean, I did vote Jorgensen. So I'm one of those two million. (laughs) But you live in New York, so it didn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of like because I also watched Larry Sharp, who is a libertarian, ran for governor of New York. He didn't get a lot of votes. Um, I think. In New York, a libertarian has a better shot of winning a, a local election or governor or uh, senator than a Republican. A Republican will never win New York, just, just like California. It, it, I don't think it will ever happen. But, I mean, blaming two million people out of a population of, what, three 300 well, million? I mean, Yeah, but it's a simple math, dude. It's the math. Yeah, I understand that part. But at the same time, it's like, you know how you're blaming libertarians Trump lost? Now – Biden voters would have done the same thing if Biden lost. So it's like, well, I mean, we're still caught between this. No, but, but how no many libertarians had- would have voted for Biden if Joe Jorgensen dropped out? Not how, many. Say that again. How many libertarian voters, how many Joe Jorgensen voters would have voted for Biden if Jorgensen dropped out? I wouldn't have. No, of if, course if not. If Jorgensen was, wasn't there, I would have went Trump. Or I exactly. would not have voted. I would not have voted. I would have abstained because I, I'm just tired of the notion that it's like, oh, I have to vote for somebody just so the other guy doesn't win. Like, I want something better. I want to vote for what I want, not for the runner up. And you see a lot of Biden voters did the same thing. Like, there's they, a lot of Democrats didn't want Biden. They're just like, oh, we got to get Trump out of here. So let's go yeah. with this senile 80 year old <laughs> guy that can can't even form a sentence anymore. And at the same time, you did also have some Trump voters over the years that that got disillusioned and they were like, fucking Trump's an insane asshole. And apologies. And, you know, they flipped to Biden. But it's always that back and forth that we're stuck with. Yeah, I I, I think if you take the Trump factor out, the the personality wise, because I know I know people that consider themselves to be conservative Catholics who, who I know voted for Biden because they hated Trump so much. I think this election was partially decided on a vote of hatred for the man and not the policies. And then I I firmly, firmly, completely believe the election was stolen for many. So I'm not going to I think these are all I don't know if you can say that on my YouTube channel. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Joe Biden barely won the election. He is the president of the United States. Oh, just YouTube, if you're listening, I didn't say it. Okay, I didn't say it. So no, I'm just kidding. But, but to go back to to uh, Rex's point, though, and and this is important to understand. If well, I'm making a big assumption that uh, Jorgensen voters would have voted for Trump. I didn't think about them abstaining. You know that if I don't know how, what percentage would have abstained. 
maybe a lot. I don't know what percentage would go to Biden. I don't think very much. But I look at the numbers in Pennsylvania and Arizona. Both of those states would have went to Trump had there not been a third party vote for Jorgensen. See, yeah. it, oh, man. See, now we can't even say it because. Um, oh, man, I can't we can't even say it. I can't even say it because then the video is going to get taken down. Like, which one is it? Did they run away with the election or was it? Oh, if he just got these two more states or this state, like the cheating wouldn't have mattered. Like, which one is it? Well, it's both. It, it can be cheated. both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, when you cheat, because, like, if they didn't cheat and they won um, and they won straight up, mm-hmm. then you could say, like, oh, yeah, those two million voters screwed us over. But I, mean, I would agree that there was some cheating going on, and that's how they got the, you know, they got the W. I mean, we just saw a ransomware attack on a pipeline. I think it was uh, the colonial pipeline, right? Which was going to impact like 18 states. So they were able to hack a pipeline. So are you saying they can do that, but they can't hack voting machines? I mean, there's there's even more conspiracy theories coming out of the uh, the ransomware attack on the pipeline. I already see conspiracy theories coming out like, oh, this is done on purpose. So Biden doesn't look bad. Well, the um, let's not go too far down this rabbit hole, but the the hacking consortium that is accused of doing the hacking normally takes responsibility credit for the event immediately. They're very usually very pompous and outright very outspoken about their power and they did it and they want their money. And uh, it turns out that this time they're not stepping forward and even though Biden says it's just one hacking group, they haven't stepped forward and, uh, you know, taken, taken the blame for it. I think this is, I don't, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but it's possible right. that, you know, pipelines are bad and, you know, you can hack pipelines, you can't hack trucks and trains and, you know, it's all political spin. It's possible. Yeah. Who knows? I agree. I agree. So um, I, I don't know. That's kind of where I stand. And I just think, we have to be, I think what we need to do, you know, when, if there's a third party, if there's a libertarian, I think, because if you vote for the libertarian and Rex, maybe you'll agree with this or not in a national presidential election, do you think a libertarian can actually win? In the future? Um, it's more idealistic than real, realistic. I'll admit that off the bat, mm-hmm. but the libertarian party is only growing. I mean, we're already, you know, like I said before, it's like, we're the the first largest third party we're the biggest third party out there and we're only growing so i mean it's like you put do a toss-up it's like well if this is the third party that's growing the fastest and they're already the biggest third party like why don't maybe some conservatives or republicans think about coming on board to the libertarians (laughs) but the biggest third party i mean let's let's 1.8 million or whatever it was that voted for jorgensen 75 million for trump 80 yeah. million for Sleepy Joe. It might be the future. biggest. Yeah, it might be the biggest third party, but it's it's very small in comparison. So my my question is, you know, my my point is this. When you go to vote for a third party like a Joe Jorgensen, I don't know, I would line up what Joe believes and maybe this is why they she needs to be on the debate stage, which will never happen, but just I think if you put Jorgensen and Trump on the stage it would 
they would sound very much the same. I mean, I Trump, what's I the difference? I would agree with that on a couple different aspects. Like, that's where I think the libertarians and conservatives kind of separate a little bit, especially when it comes to police, policing. Like, that's why I keep bringing it up sometimes because, I mean, libertarian, um, Joe Jorgensen supported revoking qualified immunity. I haven't met too many conservatives that are comfortable with revoking qualified immunity for law enforcement. I'm actually for revoking qualified immunity across the board. I don't think any government employee or official that takes the oath to the Constitution should be immune from that oath. We should be able to take him to civil court. And so you're that saying court, that a cop can't speed, a cop can't run a red light. To chase well, a that, bad guy. You're saying like exempt from traffic laws. Like, yeah, they're exempt from traffic laws, but that's not violating the constitutional rights of other people, is it? I don't know. Because I mean, Isn't... that's that's where my problem lies, like violation of the Fourth Amendment. Red flag laws, seeing police officers enforce red flag laws or the COVID. Well, uh, yeah. the Fourth Vulcan. Amendment is just basically the Miranda rights, right? So when a cop reads the Miranda rights. They're just really reinstating the Fourth Amendment. So isn't that how, how is how is a cop violating your Fourth Amendment? Well, rights? if they have no probable cause and they just come up with some BS excuse like bird poop on the side of a window, which I mean, that's anecdotal, I realize. But cops have manipulated their probable cause within the Fourth Amendment because that's all they really need. Oh, look, there's some bird poop here on the side that looks like cocaine. We're going to search your vehicle. Well, They're planting evidence like they should it, not be immune from violating rights, like red if, flag laws, especially. I mean, that violates the fourth, the second and the 14th to due process rights. So why they Trump ask you to that? search That's another reason? Well, if they ask you to search your car and you say no, they're not and allowed they to search to your car away. without a warrant or they can bring in a drug sniffing dog if they think there's drugs in there. Right. And if the, the dog alerts positive. To, mm -hmm. to drugs, then they can search the vehicle, but uh, they don't have the right to search your vehicle without your permission. Right. right. But at the same time, they'll still go ahead and do it. If you don't, even if you don't give that permission, that's a saying some cops, not all cops are bad. I'm not on some defund the police stuff. This hat says defund politicians, <laughs> not police. <laughs> I happen to agree with that. Yeah, it's uh, I'm just a little bit more critical of the police. And personally, that's where some conservatives and I will separate. Like, no, I, I don't want qualified immunity. They shouldn't be held um, protected from civil lawsuits if they violate constitutional rights. And I think that's a big that's probably the biggest reason. Like, I'm not that's why like i find myself repeating myself sometimes when it's like i'm not talking about police shootings or police brutality or the whole mainstream media mantra i'm just talking about the basic and continuation of the violation of our rights especially yeah, from the federal police like look at the fbi well They're corrupt as hell and they get away with everything you can't take them to court no 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 and if if we want to talk federal that's a whole different ball game i'm talking about you know you know, share some, I don't know, some police dude from Mesa, Arizona. He's just a Mesa cop. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, you can always sue the city. Yeah. But that doesn't change the behavior of that individual police officer. Like if, a I don't know, let's look at Chauvin. Chauvin's he's going to prison for the rest of his life. I mean, but that was like, he ended up 
and the, the family got $27 million, man. Yeah, but see, that's like, they're still doing it, though. There's still cops out there that are, because so that, that whole trial, that whole trial, should just, he's about to get an appeal on that, too, just yeah. for that one juror that was an idiot. Yeah. But like, I'm not no, really no, sure that they could prove one you can pin that one on Maxine Waters as well. I mean, holy well, I mean, yeah, I don't want to. There's a lot to, but what I'm what I'm saying is, you have avenues to go after the city the, because the the officer represents the city. Oftentimes, you know, if you go to McDonald's and the guy, you know, takes a dump on your burger and gives it to you, you're going to sue McDonald's. You're not going to sue. Oh the guy that doesn't have anything that's working at McDonald's, you're going to sue McDonald's because that's a representation of McDonald's. And I'm not saying. I think that right. we're, and, and I think this is a key difference between conservatives and libertarian. I think this gets to the heart of the question you asked, John. Um, I think that there is a need for more policing the police. There's more training and process. And then, unfortunately, we hear the horror stories, and I think it's extremely rare to have a bad cop, but we hear the horror stories because they make news of the bad cop that has been reprimanded 10, 15 times, that has been on suspension a couple of times, has been reprimanded. And and the the fact of the matter is there's not a lot of people that want to do this job, and it's hard to find people. They don't make any money. Yeah, exactly, right. And there's there's part of the core, core part of the problem is they, your politicians make a heck of a lot more money than your cops do. Mm-hmm. And it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what field you're in. It doesn't matter what piece of life you're in. There are bad people. There are bad firefighters. There are bad teachers. There are bad. Well, IT the thing workers. is, and I agree, but here's, I want to stay kind of on the lawsuit thing because we can sue. We could, yeah. let's say we sue a cop. Okay. This guy's making 45 grand a year working over at Mesa. You know, he's been on the force for three years, whatever. And uh, he, he makes a simple mistake. Maybe he forgets to read you your Miranda rights and he, you know, t- whatever the case is, right? He makes a mistake. He searches your car, whatever, the, whatever you want. And you want to argue and you want to sue him and all this stuff. And you take him to court. What are you going to get out of him anyway? It's, well, isn't it better to go after the deep pockets like you would at the McDonald's well, guy? Well, see, that's where I think the value system has to be in place. I mean, what do we care more about, like getting money off a lawsuit or actually holding oath breakers, as I like to call them, accountable, hitting their pocket? Like my whole uh, theory on this or the logic where I come from is like the state, when it comes to traffic laws, they take us to court, they fine us. That's how they get our change, our behavior to change. So we're not speeding down the highway doing 80 in or 90 in a 55. So yeah, they you'll do it again. Money, they attack our pocket. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. My logic kind of drove me. Well, if a police officer is going to arrest me for not wearing a mask, like what's that about? Or if he's going to go ahead and support red flag laws and enforce a red flag law when I haven't committed a crime, I should be able to go to court and take some of that officer's money. So his behavior will change. And he'll start to value, okay, you know, maybe I don't want to enforce, you know, unconstitutional red flag laws that violate this guy's constitutional rights, because then that money will come out of my pocket. Or, so here, here's the know. thing, to, back to John's point, though, and this is where I, I'm a little more conservative. I think from a libertarian standpoint, um, you're, you're looking for more, which is good, individual responsibility is very yeah, good. Personal accountability. But, from a, yeah, personal accountability is absolutely extremely important for anybody, conservative or libertarian. 
the conservative wants to use the system to change behavior by suing the city. You want the city then to reprimand that police officer. You want that city to retrain, or let's say there's some kind of three strikes rule where after the third strike, that cool. officer gets, gets fired, right? So we want a mm-hmm. system in place. So I think, I think a conservative is willing to work within the system and make the system better. A, a libertarian is a little bit more along the lines of not trusting the system. And yeah. right. And, and so it's, it's a fine line though. And when you talk about red flag laws, that's an easy, that's an easy argument to get everybody on one yeah. side conservative libertarian very quickly because nobody yeah. wants to go under those. And unfortunately yeah. what's going to happen is let's say, let's say you have an officer who doesn't enforce the red flag law. And he is found out. His partner or somebody turns him in. Well, then he gets fired. And now you're slowly going to whittle down until well, internal affairs I mean, is going to internal I, affairs is going to come after him. And then not at that point. All that you're going to have all the oath breakers. That's all that's going to be left are people that take direct orders and goose step to the car and goose step to your house and take your firearms because that's what they were told to do and they're not going to put any critical thinking to the matter but see isn't that wrong like why why would we want to allow that to continue like that's another point i bring up is why aren't police officers arresting the politicians that violate the constitution enacting legislation that goes contradictory to the constitution because well it's just i mean we have a we have attorneys the uh, the attorney generals the prosecutors i I mean none of them are getting arrested so we we have to keep our politicians, especially attorney generals and sheriffs, people that are elected officials, we have to keep them accountable to uphold the constitution. Well, and the I see I trust the sheriffs the most because they're actually accountable and we vote them in and we vote them out. So, you know, Hey sheriff, mm-hmm. if you're going to be, you know, enforcing red flag laws in this town, guess what? You're not going to have a job next election cycle. That's where we've kind of gotten away from. Cause now we have like unelected bureaucrats that we have no control over can't i mean petitions i mean i sign petitions i've been signing petitions all month on this second amendment nonsense that's been going on is it going to work probably not but i'd rather do something than yeah. nothing Any angry conservatives have a really good point there yeah he says exactly right this will be in court because people will sue them left and right i understand that and i mean it's it's anecdotal because just where my mind goes like i'm pretty sure if they already revoked qualified immunity for the nypd that happened on May 1st. So the NYPD doesn't have qualified immunity anymore. And to protect officers, there should be some kind of panel set up. And I got so far along the idea is like we need to set up like a committee, uh, you know, maybe set it up like the Supreme Court. Nine. You have nine and maybe like what, four ex-law enforcement officers and five civilians or mix it up with ex-military, ex-law enforcement and, you know, four civilians. And you go by a case by case basis on, okay, the audio, the video, the proof, did this cop violate rights or not? And if the citizen is caught lying, you know, or a frivolous lawsuit, then that should be equal to perjury or falling a, uh, filing a false yeah. police report. So is hold really, the citizen accountable as well? Isn't that really the role of a city council? I mean, what you're describing, I mean, how I, corrupt I are they? Really good, but <laughs> well, the city, they're always going to be corrupt. That's the yeah, problem. The Government. Council. Who by the nature, is corrupt. You got to vote them out. You got to vote them out at the local level. You can start with your city council too, right? I mean, if your city council yeah. is allowing uh, police to have three, four, five, twelve strikes, and they and you get dirty cops on the street because they won't do anything, or they overreact, 
or they overreact and they fire a guy because, you know, I don't, I don't know, for whatever reason, he stopped he mm-hmm. stopped someone, a person of color, and gave him a ticket. He's done. He's fired because I, mean, I definitely um. I definitely like your idea of the three strikes rule, but that's the, the problem where some of these cops, they get fired and then they go get high, rehired somewhere else and they continue that, the same the garbage problem. that they've been doing where they just got fired from. Well, that happens to Catholic priests too. I mean, it just happens. <laughs> transfer, transfer this guy. Yeah. Just move him from one church to another and let him molest kids somewhere else. And honest to God, I'm not, I'm that's, that happens oh, yeah. and it's happened. And it, it was a big crisis within the Catholic church. But the, the thing about it is, you know, and, and there could be, you know, if you want to be a law enforcement, maybe there's got to be some register. You want to make all these national registries for us of the citizens. Let's put their name in a national registry. And if they screw up and they get fired from somewhere, they should be blackballed. I mean, you know, if you that's can't be exactly a cop what I was thinking, you know, but and I agree with that. And the thing about uh, Darren, Derek Chauvin or whatever his name is, he was actually he had so many things reported against him. Yeah. And the D.A. over there uh, just continued to let him go and let him go and let him go. That's a problem. Right. So, you know, I think if you dig deep enough, you got to look at Amy Klobuchar and ask her why, as the D.A., did she let this guy back on the street multiple times after he had been turned in, not just for stupid things. He had been turned in for, you know, uh, uh, excessive force multiple times. And so, you know, when you let the animal loose on the street, someone's going to get bit. And that's exactly what happened. I think I mean, uh, I'm going to stir up some controversy here, but but they want to they want to turn her they want to allow her to be run for president. So she, there's no punishment on her. So that's where I stand with Rex. That's where these politicians need to be held accountable, 100. Yeah. But I don't think that's a libertarian conservative thing. I think that's that's just if you're a constitutionalist, that's something you should you should be supporting. Yeah, I agree. I think Derek Chauvin uh, should have been taken off the streets long before, you know, this happened. And I agree with that. I bet he thinks that too. Yeah, he, he probably does now. Yeah. Um, Maybe some like retiring. Yeah, right, I don't even know. And, and honestly, wouldn't it have saved him a lot of uh, uh, headache and a life-changing event if the AG yeah. had done her job, if the local politicians <laughs> had done their job? Now, granted, where I'll inject controversy, I don't think he's responsible for the death of Floyd, but I don't either. I mean, he was a good person. I think he was a bad person, but I don't, in this particular I mean, if you hold a gun to a pregnant lady, I mean, all bets are off. I mean, that was was his past, but I mean, how many second chances does does someone deserve? Right. And then, I mean, to that point, uh, yeah, I've been like, I've been bashing the cops a lot, but I totally get it because here in New York with the bail reform act, um, there you go. I don't. I don't understand why Cuomo wasn't immediately arrested for like dereliction of duty. I, I don't. Whole... Hey, hey, Rex, I'm not familiar with that one. Can you can you share a little oh, more? Man. Yeah, oh, that's bail reform. The... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Rex. Yeah, you live. Um, it immediately gave like people could commit certain crimes and then get re- released on ROR without bail because it was the whole, Oh, bail reform is against poor people because poor people can't afford bail. So we're just going to reform it. But mm-hmm. it made certain, like certain examples. Um, you could hold child pornography in New York, get caught with it and get released on bail with no bail. Just the same day they give you a parents ticket, whatever. Um, walking, <laughs> On school grounds with an illegal firearm, you could get released on ROR same day. 
and yeah, all the gun laws we have here in New York, yet you get the guy on school grounds with the firearm, and you're letting him go the same day. These people aren't going to come back, and cops were pissed, rightfully so. Cops well, were yeah. fuming, and that's another thing. It's like, why are you going along with this? Like, you should yeah. arrest court. Like, they could figure it out. I mean, the cops. I mean, how would the cops go about arresting a governor or an AG or a DA? Like, I don't know. Because that's the are, are they allowed the to? Is that within their jurisdiction, Rex? Well, that's the thing with the Constitution. There's no real mechanism to enforce any of it, is there? Like, that's the whole problem like life liberty and the pursuit of happiness like we all have the right to that but when you know say uh, the governor or the da with the whole vocid and back you know and the, the jabbies coming in like life liberty and the pursuit of happiness we all have the right to that but there's no mechanism to hold them accountable for violating that right i'm it's that's like, a great question in fact i'm going to invite stuck. you to be uh to be in my live tomorrow in the chat because i'm i'm doing a special live tomorrow i'm going to be talking to a, a retired cop and uh, he was a cop in maryland and a drug enforcement agent i'll just come right out and ask him dude how come politicians can't be arrested for violating the constitution and uh he'll i'm sure he'll have an answer yeah you know? that's where it's like you know that's where it, it comes into focus where it's like, I don't understand what's going on anymore. And that's why mm -hmm. I consider myself libertarian because it's focused on the individual rights where I think conservatism is kind of focused on, you know, the smaller government thing and the constitution, but that's where the, the nap comes in. The non-aggression principle comes in with libertarians and it gets really murky. Like I've been watching YouTube videos for the past, like two or three days since, you know, like I said, I was in your chat. And it's like, it's still blowing my mind. I'm like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Holy shit. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm a libertarian. Okay, wait, uh, yeah, that, I'm a libertarian. So it's like everything is is coming through. And it's like, oh, man. It's like, hey, John, why, why are all these problems? Yeah, go ahead. Answer your question, John, really the Constitution is set up for we, the people, to be the govern, to govern. And that is the fallacy that we're living under right now is that the, you know, through – 30 years of bad education and deliberately architecting conservatism and constitutionalism out of the education system. People don't know. They're looking to the government saying, what do we do? Oh. What do we do? What do we do? Instead of we, the people need to take action, vote people out. We need to do stuff like recall Gavin Newsom, right? The people oh, they're going to recall step up and speak. Yeah, no, and that, <laughs> it, it, I'm all for that. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously, the Constitution, when it comes to politicians, national politicians, it's about impeachment. It's about removing them from office if they if they failed to follow, you know, with the oath of office and that type of stuff. Uh, but the I don't think what the founders, maybe the founders didn't see it, but I think they thought both parties or however many parties there would be wouldn't be so corrupt where they would use impeachment as a political weapon right yeah. wow. and so maybe that's where the founders fell a little short you know because i mean clinton clinton should have been removed from office the man lied in federal court he lied to a federal judge he should have been removed from no i'm not talking i'm not saying he should have been removed for having an affair maybe he should have maybe he shouldn't have but he lied to a judge about it he should have been removed for committing perjury in a federal court. I got a good one. Yep. 
<laughs> I got a good one. Hunter Biden, why is he not in jail? He lied on a federal form. Oh my he, god. He, he lied on a federal background check for a firearm. And then his while his dad preaches well, his dad preaches, you know, taking guns away from criminals, and his own kid is one. Yeah. And didn't his girlfriend like throw it in the dumpster next to a high school or something? Yeah. He left it in in his truck or something and She's like, oh, just throw it in the dumpster and, next to and, high school. Yeah, and that's that's one of our core problems. How is he not have, in jail? And yeah, he's a crackhead. We have, have a have a... we have a political elite that's untouchable. That's that's one of our biggest yeah. problems. And I that mean, is I, a problem. And back to the beginning where we started, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. Um, you know, the swamp is full of both Democrats and Republicans that feel they're above the law. Political yeah. elitist. I mean, this is why they kind of are. They enforced all these lockdown rules and, you know, the peasantry had to follow all these rules while the political elite went out and had $400 a plate dinners and traveled to mm-hmm. different right. countries and different states and had their own family gatherings wow. because they feel they're above us. They feel so, they are above us. So how do you fix it now? What do we do now to actually like, how do you hold someone like Hunter Biden accountable? Right? How does it happen? I mean, I don't know. Aside from massive, actual, legit, peaceful protests demanding that you need to go arrest this person, like towards the cops, like demand that the cops go arrest this politician. Like, why? Why is Cuomo still in power? He's had ten allegations of sexual harassment and assault. How the heck is this guy even still in power? And then the whole thing where he, we know. Even the mainstream media came around when they wanted to kind of throw some shade. And they came around and said that he funneled people into nursing homes. Why is it? And then that just went away, right? That whole thing. And now he's the one, he's the governor leading the president's COVID calls. How is this possible? Because these people think they're 100% above the law. But how do you change it, though? I mean, we know that. Because how do we there, there's, I think there's a couple ways it can change. Um, one, we have to get some really strong conservative libertarian politicians, people in law enforcement that are willing to go enforce the law. Like if you put all this evidence into a local sheriff's hands, maybe he's got the evidence he needs to go get a warrant and, and file some charges. And that's, 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 the, that's the optimistic view. The pessimistic view, start building gallows. <laughs> I mean, line up the firing squad with without a vice. Yeah, speaking of that, I think uh, there was a state. I think it was Tennessee brought back the fi- or no, South Carolina brought back the yeah. firing squad. Yeah, yeah. so good yeah. for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and- chemicals for shots. That's no. okay. We got we got another kind of shot. Angry I mean, conservatives. Says, uh, senators were never meant to be voted by the people. They were supposed to represent the states, and the House of Representatives were supposed to represent the people. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the 17th Amendment is what changed that, angry conservative. You're exactly right. They The senators were to be appointed by the House or the, the legislature of the state. Well, and then, I mean, I mean, that per changed. Biden. Per Biden, no amendment is absolute anymore. So right. when we just go ahead and chuck that 16th out the window, let's <laughs> get rid of it. Doesn't matter. It's not absolute. Yeah, exactly right. That's like, yeah, oh, this is the 17th. You know what, though? We're joking, but that's exactly what they're doing. And they've been doing it since Obama took his first oath of office. Uh, They've been doing it long before that, probably, but very bluntly in our faith, they've been doing it. 
Prince Obama took his first oath of office. That you know yeah. what? We'll reinterpret every word of the Constitution to mean exactly what we want it to mean. That's how they're getting away with, um, you know, the Second Amendment. Oh, it doesn't say that you have the right to carry outside your home. Yeah, it does. I mean, any literate person of the English language, what's a synonym for bear? To keep in bear arms. Bear means to carry. It doesn't say carry or bear in my home or outside my home. It says bear to keep in bear yeah. arms shall not be infringed. And, you know, there's yeah, so and it's meant to protect you from a tyrannical government. And I don't know if there's a tyrannical government in your house. There might be. You know, I don't know. I don't know your spouses. Well, I do. I know. I know. Tyke said. I don't think it's tyranny inside your house. <laughs> but obviously, it, it was meant to fight back against tyranny. So that would obviously mean you could bear arms outside your house unless you plan to shoot out the windows. You know, and I don't think that's going to happen. So, no. But you're exactly right. So, but I think that that one's going to go uh, in front of the Supreme Court, right? Oh yeah, Rex? it is for New York? coming October. Um, yeah. yeah, coming October, that one's for the New York state case of their may issue status instead of shall issue is going before the Supreme Court. Could go very good, could go very bad. Yeah. My eyes are on ACB, Amy Comey Barrett. Mm -hmm. If she flips, then we know she was foolish. And yep. she better go with Kavanaugh? the Second Amendment. I think Kavanaugh's in that same boat, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh, ACB and Kavanaugh, this is their time to shine. They're either going to step up and prove they're actual literal constitutionalists or they're going to roll over and show that, that they've been bought. Yeah. Exactly and right. I think, I think this is the litmus test. I, yeah, I, and I think this case is going to decide whether the Democrats really go hard on trying to pack the court or not. Yeah. And I think um, that's the threat. That's the blackmail, right? That's the blackmail threat hanging over their heads. Rule yeah. the way we want you to or we'll just make you, uh, you know. Irrelevant. Irrelevant, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I still see, I mean, well, I had problems with conservatives for other reasons, but even, <laughs> you know, some conservatives are like, oh, no, red flag laws. No, if the cops come to your house, you have to give up your guns. It's just like, well, I thought you were very, you know, hard. Who on the says that? The blue liners or what I would call them. I just found that word out like a week ago is blue liners or it's like, oh, yeah, you'll get your guns back. I remember debating with someone whose name shall not be said or mentioned. And they're like, oh, you'll get your guns back. You know, oh, yeah. And when? Two years or three years? So I would I argue that person is not a conservative. That I, person. I uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know a single. I live in Arizona and I mean, there's conservatives packing heat everywhere here. Not one of them would support a, a, a red flag law. I don't know any. Yeah, it's that kind of excuse where it's, oh, they're just doing their jobs or, oh, they're just going to go, you know, they're trying to go home to your families. But at, at some point, when do we actually do what the founding fathers tell us we should have done? Because unfortunately, like those are the ones who are enforcing the laws. Like well, this is the way I see police and maybe you can agree with me, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think the police should have any more rights. And this is exactly how the Constitution was written. The the police should not have any more rights than I do. So wouldn't that go back to revoking qualified immunity? <laughs> maybe. Possibly. Maybe, uh, maybe I got to look into that. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know enough about it. But, uh, you know, again. All, all that means is it's just giving us the right to take a person, you know, officer to civil court. That's that's it. I just see that the as. Whole idea. I see that courtroom packed more than divorce court. I just that's see that. Yeah. Just that, that, that opens the yeah that opens Pandora's yeah. box. That's going to slow the 
everything down. I mean, so again, you can sue the city and that person represents the city. You know, it kind of going back to my McDonald's thing. The guy spits on the burger, you eat it, you get sick. You're not going to sue, uh, you know, the 16 year old girl that decided to spit on your burger. You're going to sue McDonald's because first of all, uh, McDonald's, well, McDonald's has the deeper pockets. That's where your money's going to come. And that's the person that's actually, you know, the corporation's responsible for that person's behavior. They should have never hired them. Just like the city is responsible for training the police officers. The city is responsible for the action of the police officers. I don't know the point of going after a specific cop, unless like you said, unless it's going to weed them out. But I think there's got to be a certain amount of, uh, you know, they've got to be found guilty of, you know, certain you know, amount of things. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's got to be some accountability. Well, that's what um I noticed TCB in the comments mentioned the UCMJ. Like, why don't we have something like that? Like the Uniform Code of, of Police Justice. Why don't we have steeper penalties? Something, something like that too. That's always been something. Why is there a Uniform Code of Military Justice, but not a Uniform Code of Police Justice? Like, why does that not exist? Yeah, that see that makes more sense to me than just taking you know police to court all the time i I just don't know i think that's just gonna one we don't have we don't have enough judges as it is that are handling crimes and divorces i think that's where yeah it's it is idealistic i i guess we're gonna see how it plays out now in with the nypd and what happens with uh, new york city because they don't have qualified immunity anymore so I mean, we'll yeah, have a perfect go. example to look at as time goes on. I, but I think you're going to have to set up a whole, a whole separate court system just for this. This you person know, makes a great point. Black Lives Matter would be suing every yeah. cop out there if immunity is removed. That's where I would go and you know, rebut that. Like, sure, yeah, they're going to do that. But why don't we come up with protections? If we're going to go down the revoking QI route, we need to have protections for cops. Like that citizen will be held uh, what accountable police you know um prison imprisonment uh filing a false police report uh yeah but jury under that's oath. now you now it's going to come down to a court situation though rex and it's going to be mm-hmm. their word against the cop's word right so is that going to prevent people now they're going to say well geez if i uh, if i file this you know and it ends up rolling against me mm-hmm. i may go to jail or i may it may cost me a couple thousand dollars so i'm just not going to do it Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah, in, and in then that's world, that's where I go back. Protection is like, yeah. In a perfect world, we would keep cities and city councils and chief of police and mayors accountable as citizens, and that there would be a system for them to keep the police accountable that had punitive damage, not just a loss of a job. So well, maybe a federal registry of a violator or something yeah. something beyond where we're at right now. I mean, that's also why I'm heavily like in favor for every cop should have a body camera, whether they mm-hmm. I mean, there should be also a company that gives body cameras to cops for free if they don't have one. But we also know there's some cops that don't like wearing body cameras. There's been a couple of police departments where they get body cameras and all of a sudden they're all broken and they're all demolished. There's some cops that just don't want that. And that provides accountability. Like if you're worried about officer safety, you should be OK with wearing a body camera. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with, I think it's a good thing. If I was a cop, I'd want to wear one. Yeah. Same. Likewise. Like I'm, you know, I'm an armed security officer. I want to buy one for myself. So if Mm -hmm. I ever have to draw my weapon, eliminate a threat, 
I'll have video to support my side. See, you know, and not and just this some... is probably where I become a, a little more libertarian, a little less conservative, because I agree that you want that body camera in any kind of high stress situation. And you, but at the same time, I personally would not want someone. I don't want a camera on me 24 seven. I mean, no, it's just during an arrest. It's not yeah. running me content. It's not while you're at the way to activate it or something. I mean, what if a oh, cop walks up to a car and he decides not to do as he does a traffic stop and he says, you know what, this person's having a bad day. I'm going to use my discretion. I'm going to let them go. They're just having a bad day. Well, then his superior sees that two days. No, later. they're allowed to do that. They, yeah, that, they're, they're allowed to. Yeah, they're allowed to use discretion. I mean, they don't have I mean, to. Oh, right? We all know there's a quota system, though. They have to meet some traffic yeah. tickets. Like, yeah. Oh, I've got that, a story about that, but we can tell us another day. Oh, there's no quota system. What are you talking? We don't have a quota system. Yeah. There well, it's local little cops. I know that. I mean, yeah. I remember when Stop and Frisk came out and there was an officer that came out like with anonymity. He's like, oh, yeah, the captains were telling us, you know, we got to get these Stop and Frisk. Got to get these stop and frisk tickets. Like, okay, yeah. you're pushing cops, otherwise they get fired for not doing that. And that's the whole thing. Like, you're putting the officer's pension his whole life or their whole life. And it's like, how do you expect a cop to really honor their oath? Oh, I mean, to some extent, yeah, they got to take care of their family. They got to yeah. provide Let that me- pension at the end of the day. So, I mean. To a cop, what's the Constitution and our rights compared to, hey, I got to feed my family. Otherwise, I'm going to go homeless. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's find another job, find another career. Well, you know, a lot of cops, hard stance. A lot of cops do work after hours. They do work second jobs. Um, They take on second, you know, uh, second shifts and stuff like that because they don't get paid. I I mean, those are the guys that are taking my jobs. <laughs> like I've been in exactly for six years. The whole industry is ex law enforcement and ex military, and that's who companies and everybody else wants. So like, oh, ex law enforcement, forty dollars an hour. Me, fifteen dollars an hour. Like, okay. I mean, I've been doing it for six years, but that irks me sometimes. I'm like, and <laughs> I need to become a cop just so I could get some better security gigs. Yeah, no kidding. No, and that's I. I ran into a few police after duty that were getting paid for security down at an a, uh, illegal alien hotel down here in uh, Phoenix. Wow. It was pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. I just I don't know what the answer is. But I don't think taking away their immunity is is going to fix things. I, I just don't. I think we'll find out in New York. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to find I out. I think it's a step in the right direction. All matters how we implement it. We need to be able to protect the cops that are going to encounter the BLMers and the frivolous lawsuits and all this BS that's going to come their way as a result of it. But I still think it's it's a good tool to bring apart like new accountability. Like, Hey, violate a right. You're going to get did a you guys, It's going to be your money. Did you guys see the, uh, the video of black lives matter down in Texas? I think they were in uh, Dallas where they were blocking a huge intersection and uh, there were cops there and a guy got out of his trip. Did you see the video? Yeah. And the cops did everything they could to protect black lives matter and let this protest go on and let this massive traffic juggernaut happen. And they basically told the guy that was, that wanted the intersection open to go back to his car, right. To get out of there. That's the shit I'm talking about. Revolt qualified immunity for those guys. But the problem is allowing BLM to hold traffic. They are allowing BLM to hold traffic up. But the problem is BLM will sue the cops if they revoke 
yeah, yeah, where this but, where but big whitey and i saw that video the the police officers were not upholding the law the basic traffic laws i get yeah. it but you revoke immunity and now you've, you're going to have black lives matter instead of working together with the police they're going to be agitating the police and then they're going to sue that cop mm -hmm. that cop's going to get sued by about 18 people that were there blocking and, all those, and everything's going to get all those 18 people should be convicted of filing a false police report <laughs> perjury in the court of law and be sent to jail for we, however time community service we whatever have, we don't have the court system to support what needs to be done today we don't true. Gonna, very they're true. Gonna have to create like a tribunal they're gonna have to create you know, a whole nother, a whole nother court system just to yeah. handle lawsuits against that, police. That, that's why I did say it's very idealistic. Yeah. Right. I, I try to keep it as realistic as possible, but to get what some kind of change, I guess we gotta try to do something that makes us uncomfortable. It doesn't make me comfortable. I know that. Sorry. I but it's like, what else is there? What are what other solutions or viable solutions do we have? I mean, there's one possible solution revoking qualified immu immunity so what other solutions can we come up with besides that to hold cops accountable i guess yeah. not violating rights i don't know i mean is it do you think about do you think cops violating your constitutional rights is a, like a major issue right yeah now? i think that's why we've gotten to the point where we've got where it's just like everybody hates the police because wow. so many have gotten away with it. And I mean, I already know we all, I hope everybody knows that cops report more cops than anybody else. There's no one that hates a bad cop more than a good cop. Mm -hmm. Like 80% of like um, what um, internal affairs reports are from other cops. But then it's just like, why is nothing happening with that? One cop reports another, it doesn't go anywhere. You got the blue wall of silence. I mean, that's, that's what I was taught. I mean, I got a criminal so uh, criminal justice associates degrees. So it's like my professor was kind of, yeah, the blue wall of silence. I'm like, what the hell is the blue wall of silence? Yeah. It's like, yeah, they, they link up arms. Sometimes. It's, mm, well, it's a, it's a big fraternity. It's a big yeah. fraternity, especially in the big cities. Club. Yeah. Well, little boys club in, sometimes. in some ways it has to be, though, because they are putting – their yep. lives in each other's hands every day and there is yeah, just there like is in the foxhole man you the foxhole yeah. you think these you think these uh guys in the foxhole are going to turn on each other for violating some code you know it's one officer i've seen a video i'm not sure if you're aware uh the video was officer anderson when all this like uh vocid stuff started coming out and violating rights and he put it in best words than i'll ever be able to put it and then he actually ended up getting fired for making that video for he, he was saying all of it, like, uh, you know, officers don't get to violate rights. He, um, it's a very good video, but I mean, I'm not sure if you want to play it or anything, but it's, it's exactly, he would be the kind of cop I want on my block. Like I'll buy you a coffee and some donuts, a Krispy Kreme all day for that cop. You know, that's a violation of their, their, job actually by taking free food and stuff like that they're not oh, allowed yeah. to do that yeah, it's true they're not allowed to take tips or anything like i guess consider yeah. a bribe or whatever it is exactly I, that's why businesses did that because they wanted cops hanging around at their stores so yeah. they always gave them free stuff i mean so even in the line like at 7-eleven multiple times i've offered you know officer let me pay for that you know that cup of coffee or whatever he was getting 
I've never had a cop accept it one time. Right. Yeah, because that's actually a violation of their job. They're not allowed to do that. But yeah, um, get a chance um, if you look up the Office, Officer Anderson video, and he made a sequel to it, too, saying what happened to him because he got fired for for essentially defending our rights. Let me ask you this question, because this just kind of popped in my head, guys. What if we were to replace the police officer, this is the police departments, with all sheriff's departments, the sheriffs? Yes. I, What's I wrong with that idea? I, I'm for it. Like all sheriff's department where the sheriffs are accountable by vote. And, yeah. you know, if it's the police, if it's a sheriff department that's not doing the right thing or not abiding by the Constitution throughout the next election cycle or recall so, them special election. So just to play devil's advocate on that, the mayor is usually the police chief is usually directly accountable to the mayor. The mayor is the elected yeah. official. Mm-hmm. So yeah. devil's advocate just playing that role, people would say that we already have that system in place with mayors and, you know, and how they have control over the police chief and then police force. So how would that change, um, you know, your sheriffs and sheriff's deputies? It's pretty much the same system. Well, no, it's a different system because the sheriff is the top dog. The sheriff answers to nobody. The sheriff answers to the people and to the constitution. I found that out like, after talking to Sheriff Lamb on my show, yeah. he answers to nobody. So the the uh, the governor can't tell him what to do. Any senators can't tell him what to do. He answers to no. He can't. The president of the United States can't tell a sheriff what to do. Yeah, I think that's where the founding the sheriffs got it right. That whole little system. It'd be just basically taking that power away from the mayor. Like you're not in charge of the police chief anymore. Sorry, stick it up here. Stick it where the sun don't shine. And that's like look at Bill de Blasio and what he's done to the NYPD. It's totally ridiculous. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because the the once you get into the political side of things, that's where it gets just greasy, man. It gets yeah. and there's so many levels to it, into the city and to the the mayor and the mayor's, you know, answering to this person and the, you know. I mean, it's just uh, it's outrageous. Look at what happened to Bloomberg back then when he did stop and frisk. He came down on the police chief. I want stop and frisk. Look at the past election. I'm so sorry. I realized stop and frisk was wrong. <laughs> like these fucking clowns. Yeah, so, so clownish. So yeah, yeah, it's like definitely. I'm all for that. Like everything, sheriff, sheriff level. Yeah. 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 That's so a that, great that, idea. that's a good point. I didn't realize that. You know. You think about that. The mayor is usually re- responsible to the city council. Yeah, uh, you know, there, there's a there's a hierarchy built in there where I didn't realize the sheriff. You're right. The sheriff's not. He's only accountable to the citizens. The citizens. In That's some it. States, although in some states the sheriff's position is pretty moot. Yeah, uh, it's sad. Yeah, yeah I know. That's what they do in New York. Yeah, they're when really was, only. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'd say when I studied criminology at Ohio State. Um, we learned that just, it, I don't know if it's still this way, but in Ohio, the sheriff's department was really just for um, transporting prisoners. It's like yeah. that was their only that was their only power. Yeah, and and pistol they, licensing. That's how it's here too. It, yeah. Transportation and pistol licensing. That's how Pen- Pennsylvania is the same way. I yeah. think I think if they model more like you know Texas, Arizona, the Western states okay. where the sheriff's got a lot of power, they got the same power as anybody else, except. Yeah. They don't answer to anybody. And I think that's a phenomenal model. 
if you ask yeah, me. But I, I think if you duplicate that across the board, I can see where you're coming from. That makes a lot of sense. Look at that. Libertarians and conservatives agreeing. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't Un happen on the left. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Bernie, sit down and shut up. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Although they, they continue to let AOC talk. I have oh it just perplexes God. me how well, they she's a Democrat to... too. Yeah, well she's yeah, a Democrat but... socialist. She's yeah. a socialist and she's a loony too. She has like two brain cells to rub together. I mean, just yeah. some of the stuff she says is just crazy. I apologize for my state. Like I don't know who's dumber. <laughs> I don't know who's more stupid. The AOC or the people that voted for her. Like Ugh. which one? Yeah. Who's yeah. the bigger fool? The fool or the one who follows the fool? Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. There you go. I think it was like, what was it like? She was like four or six months into office and she asked for like a $4,000 raise. <laughs> You're such a socialist. Yeah. You know, she sells, she sells her merchandise and her t-shirts are 65 bucks. Okay. So she's capitalism all day long. She probably paid seven bucks for a Chinese T-shirt. She's asking sixty-five bucks. That's a hell of a return. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy for a socialist because an article or some some I read an article where one of her suits was like three thousand dollars. One of her suits. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not surprised. You're such a socialist. Yeah. So <laughs> her latest her latest claim though, and this is a pretty interesting claim to fame. She claims she's a Planned Parenthood baby. I don't what, know what that what means. What is a Planned Parenthood baby? What is? I that? thought they were all laying in dumpsters. She's a plan. I, I saw a headline of it, and I couldn't bring myself to read that article. It's like what? Uh, it, it's kind of like um, a birthing person. All of a sudden, we got birthing persons oh, after yeah, yeah, Mother's yeah. Day. Yeah, holy yeah. I saw something turn. on Twitter where you were adding, you were taking like mother out of a song and adding birthing person <laughs> to the song. So standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. Right? How's it say? Uh, Happy birthing persons. I don't know how the how that eagle song goes, but uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't I remember now. I'm on the spot, so I can't remember how it goes. But there, there was oh seven birthing persons on my mind. Right? Oh, because it says women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three who want to stone me, two who want to own me, and one that's a friend of mine. Whatever, however that goes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's such so. a joke. I can't. I really can't. <laughs> well, Rex, I told you, buddy. I told you that if you got on my show, we would agree about ninety nine percent of the stuff, right? Yeah. And I think we can work through the other one percent. I really do. And this is what awful. scares me about libertarians, man. It scares me, dude. It's just all the end. Well, okay. Um, border security, uh, with the border wall or Trump's wall. Mm -hmm. I was all for it the whole time. I was like, yeah, I want to build that shit you know we need to have border security some libertarians like i don't even agree with some libertarians on this they want open borders some of them because they're like oh you know we're all about freedom and you're going to build a border well you know you don't have a country if you don't have border security and then go ahead and tell me this open border people like your home is a border so go ahead and take the doors off take the windows off 24 7 365 take the fence off your property <laughs> take the doors off your car because you're not for borders I, I right. think well, your home is a legit border. I think a lot of libertarians today are mistakenly actually anarchists. Um, well, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. My, because, because the one of the one of the big differences between conservative and libertarian is how much, how much, and you said this earlier, Rex, how much state control. You know, who believes in the state? Who believes in state control? So 
things like regulating marijuana, things like um, regulating anything we do, commerce, um, you know, any kind of regulation, a libertarian would traditionally be against because, hey, live and let live is pretty much the mantra. Whereas conservatives want free market, conservatives want, but at the same time, conservatives want some level of state involvement regulation to to oversee, to, to govern. So that, I think that's where it, uh, it starts See, to start diverging. As a conservative, I am opposed to regulation. I don't, I know Rex, and you can look this up in your city, in New York city, what it takes to open up a lemonade stand. Oh man. Yeah. Dude, the amount of red tape and paperwork just to fill out that you need in the licensing that you need to sell lemonade on a street corner is outrageous. I don't. I don't mean to bring it back to yeah, that, but I've, that, that's, I mean, but a conservative wants limited government, right? Some regulation, some yeah. government involvement, uh-huh. some, as you put it earlier, conscious or moral compass. A libertarian is more make your own way. Right? Yeah, you decide think, what is right and wrong. I, as a libertarian, I think the only department. I can consciously say at the moment that I'm totally comfortable sticking around would be the food and drug administration because it's food and drug and people consume that they can get harmed and hurt, but the ATF, get rid of it. Uh, What's the other one? The DEA, get rid of it. And this is where we definitely break off is at this point, like let adults do what the hell they want. They want to smoke marijuana. They want to stick a needle in their arm. But here's the problem though. And, Legalize all the drugs. You legalize all the drugs, and but the parents, the adults in the room, have kids in the room too, right? That's where, yeah. Okay, that's a problem, right? Because daddy decides to uh, to shoot a needle in his arm, and mom's a crack whore, and now you got two little kids that are what not supposed to be enforced. There should be some sort of enforcement agency that's putting these, these parents are now putting this kid in harm's way. And this kid now has access. Now that mom and dad are laying on the ground with the needle sticking out of their arm. Now little Johnny has the ability to come up and and take that needle out of their arm and stick it in his own arm because he saw daddy do it. And no matter what Oregon says, illicit drug use is a societal problem. It's not and that's where the moral compass goes out the window. That's well, where I have a you problem. Gotta, you got to let me finish my thought, though. Like, what yeah, if we could regulate it in a way to make it safe for everybody else except the person actually using the drug? Like, we could come up with a business model, turn it into some form of capitalism. If somebody wants to stick a needle in their arm, I mean, it's a sad reality, and I get it. There's so many people that, you know, have friends and families that they're addicts and it's a terrible thing to see but at some point we can't save everybody but why can't come up with a business model maybe something like a hotel put these people in a room for what six eight hours let them go to town keep it away from the kids keep the needles uh, on site regulate it like the old west opium houses yeah kind of like hold it in the business model with security keep the drugs on site don't let anybody just walk out to the street with a pocket full of cocaine or heroin but keep it in the business lock them in a room for six to eight hours they can't leave until they're sober like whatever drug they're using give you them think a tv they're gonna a go flat to work screen. the next day you think they're going to go to work the next day oh, and yeah, be yeah, a contributor member of society and they'll yeah see and once again this is why i'm saying it is uh it, it, it's a problem that goes beyond the person because mm-hmm. the person's not slippery slope eventually yeah. they're going to get kicked out fully addicted to whatever they've been 
using. Now they're on the street. Now they're on the street committing crime or causing problems or just being on the street. And now they're yeah. society's problem. They're not. But they're, but they're committing crime right now. Right. Like this is where I could bring it into what about the black market too? Because I know conservatives are like, oh yeah, the black market is a problem. So if we legalize that stuff, we take away the incentive of the black market. We take away the power from the cartels, from the sex trafficking that they also do and everything they're involved with. And it's it's a very 50-50 split. Yeah. I, I, I can see your point, Rex, and I can understand. And we'll see from Oregon in the next couple of years what the reality is. Yeah, just like New York. You know, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. With, it, it feels like experiments. I respect your It is experiments. I understand it that – you know, if you if you take the laws away, nothing's illegal. Therefore, there's nothing to enforce, and you you break down the black market. Actually, what you end up doing, and there's some reality there. I, I understand there's some validity there. But what you end up doing is empowering drug cartels to become fiefdoms and the single supplier of illicit drugs. Not that it's it's actually going to empower them. It's going to enable them. It's going to it's going to remove blockers. They're going to be hauling tractor trailers across the border instead of digging tunnels. But right? that's tunnels. where I think that's where that business model would have to make it more attractive to buy it legally rather than buy it illegally. Because, I mean, they legalize marijuana here, but the way they're doing it, there's not really much incentive for people to go to a dispensary instead of their local guy. They're still going to get it from their local guy. That's what Larry Sharp, uh, you know, the, the guy who ran for governor, the libertarian. That's kind of where I was watching him and I was getting some of these ideas from him. And it's like also look at the aspect of police would have a way lesser workload dealing with, you know, oh, this guy has marijuana. This guy has cocaine. You know, let's yeah. decrease yeah, the is, prison population is, as yeah, well. And, and this is where I become a lot more staunch conservative and less libertarian. And that's you don't you don't uh, minimize illegal activity by eliminating the law right i mean no but doesn't the law doesn't the law scare some people away from doing the wrong things yeah that, that's that's basically what i'm saying i mean if it's against the law a lot of people won't do it because they have the conscience right right they have a they have they know the difference between right and wrong. Now you go and you legalize it. Now some kid, uh, some 18 year old kid at a frat party, he might decide to smoke the meth because it's legal now. Yeah. And now he's a meth head for the rest of his life. Well, I mean, I'm that's sure what I'm talking about. Age regulation, like, you know, 21 and old. I, I wouldn't want like 18 year old kids who are out of their minds enough already in this country at this day and age to be. Well, they can, they can serve the country. They can be drafted and go to war if they're 18. So should they be allowed to smoke meth if they want? I mean, come on, you know, now we got a meth head. Who's going to pay for this meth heads, medical bills. Who's going to pay for this meth heads food. Who's going to pay for this meth heads housing once he's a meth head. And so we've already got a drug addiction problem in this country. We legalize it. Now it's going to jump up twofold. Who's going to take care of all these people? Well, that's where I think like personal responsibility does come into play heavily. I mean, I look at the way the opioid um, crisis is already and opioids, what they're oh. illegal. You got doctors writing prescriptions just because they're getting paid from it. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's not a good comparison or a catch 22. But yeah, it's. I mean, my ideology is like, if you're an adult, go to town. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm giving a mind of her own a, a call. She called. I missed it. Hello. Hey, this is a mind of her own, right? Yeah. 
All right, go ahead and turn your volume down. I, I missed your call. I apologize. I had the volume down. Oh. But yeah, I think this yeah. would be like the one topic where we like definitely separate. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. No, go ahead, a mind of our own. What, what? Yeah. Right, do I still sound all right? Yeah, you sound better now. Now you get the volume down. Yeah. That's because I have the iPad on. Yeah, I was listening to your conversation and it kind of interested me because for the simple reason is I'm not, I just came in on the end of it, so I'm not quite sure what it consists of other than I know that you have mentioned families that have drug, drug problems. I have just come across um, my niece. And when my son went over there to stay the night, he called me right away and he told me that mom needs to get a hold of um, my niece. And I go, why? And he says, it's really bad over there. So I, I, I found out through the background, because I did do a special background on her. And I found out she had been, um, you know, thrown out of a couple apartments and through drug use. And I found out that uh, her daughter is nine years old, and she lives in hell there. She doesn't know it, but she honestly doesn't understand why her mommy and daddy is always laying on the kitchen floor. And she told my son, be careful when you go through to go to the bathroom, because we don't hardly have any light, and that you might trip over them. And my son was like, what? You know, he didn't understand. And then when he... When daylight came, he seen the needles, all that. And that's he was you. just so, uh, no. This is in Ohio. I don't live uh, in Oregon. I didn't know this was for Oregon. Oh, I, well, no. I was just no, trying to get just, the example. Because, I mean, Oregon legalized all drugs. They did it. Like, all drugs are legal. There, so I, I figured maybe, okay, that's why that's happening. But see, it's illegal. I mean, it's anecdotal. But, it's. I mean, yeah, that's sad. That's yeah, and, and you know, well, 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 uh, other... we have what you call a very pandemic. I'm sure it's probably in most states, but Ohio was listed as one of the top ones for fentanyl and all that stuff. Yeah. And our little small town of 13,000 over the last 10 years has grown so much that over almost all the high kids, the high school kids are addicted to this stuff. And it really saddens me because I never. You know, our small town never went through like something like this, and to see this drug and other uses being legalized just beyond me is like, why are they doing this? You know, what is the concept of it? Is it uh, to control our younger generation? Is it just to make money? I I don't know the reasoning behind it, and that's why I called. You know, because like I said, some of this with the kids, I feel the system has let them down. Because I called Children's Services, and all they did was send the sheriff out there, looked everything over, said, okay, it's fine, and walked out. And so, what that is, they don't even have a back door. Wild animals walked in there, like raccoons. Oh, my things, God. And they didn't, they didn't remove the child? And the toilet seat. Yeah, they didn't even take the child or nothing. And that's, I'm just that's like, a failure, okay, well, what's, yeah. going, what's going on with the welfare system of even trying to help these kids get out of these circumstances? Because even though she's nine years old, what's to prevent her from trying what what uh, backyard that these kids trying this stuff out? It's her young age. Okay, I see my mom and dad doing it. Maybe it's okay for me. Yeah, exactly right. I, I, 
think about right now, think about this in mind of our own. Think about how much money the federal government and uh, state governments are pumping into these illegal migrant kids. I mean, they're building a facility for 5,000 of these kids. They've got they've already spent, I think, three point two billion dollars on these things. And meanwhile, that kid that you're talking about, that relative of yours, isn't getting anything, any help from anybody. And that's a problem. I mean, we if we can if we can't get our own house in order, how how are we supposed to take care of other people? Yeah. But that's, we can't you know, we can't because it's just too much. I, I mean, mean, I feel bad children that are coming across the border and I understand why they're coming. But you know, you know yourself, backyard or John, mm-hmm. these kids are gonna eventually disappear. You're not gonna hear from them because they're gonna be, they're gonna be going underground and they're gonna be sold. And that's how I feel. Because you don't hear too much. Why is everything such a secret to this? You know, why are we not allowed to investigate? Why are yeah. we not allowed to have our, you know, the governor's in there to look? Yeah, I was making that exact point last week, mine of our own. Uh, these kids that they're bringing over the border, and they're, we have no idea where they're ending up. We're, nobody has track of them. They're dumping them in little towns all over Arizona, just letting them out and dumping them. This is almost, it almost looks like they're, you know, legalizing the, uh, the the human trafficking trade and just uh, opening a pipeline. Uh, Biden closed the oil pipeline so he can open the human pipeline. Um, And yeah, Yeah. no one's tracking, no one's knowing where they're going. And so so, no no one cares. And it's really yeah. sad because the ones that do care, we can't do nothing about it. Sure. I don't like seeing kids being thrown in rivers just to save them from where they came from, for people to try to rescue them. I mean, come on. I mean, these some of these border patrols are really saddening on how they have to, you know, really save these kids. And then after they do, where are they going? They get picked up, put on a bus. Yeah, where nobody are knows. they going? Nobody knows. They're being flown yeah. all around the country. They're just being put on domestic mm-hmm. flights, and they're being flown into other cities. In fact, here's a real quick. Uh, this was Lisa McLean from Michigan. She was on Fox News. Listen to what she said. Okay. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. So you said that it was actually worse than you expected it to be. Can you explain to us what you saw? Yeah. Uh, as a mother, first and foremost, you want the best for your kids. And what's happening to these families is an organized form of illegal immigration that I would argue is modern day slavery. There you go. Wow. That's powerful, right? But it's about freaking time that somebody, a politician actually came out and called it what it is. It is legalized slavery, dude. And the, the Democrats have been promoting slavery from day one. They're the ones who supported slavery. Yeah. They're the ones who wrote and supported the Jim Crow laws. They're the ones who were dressed up in the KKK outfits. You know, they're the they're the ones who've completely perverted uh, Martin Luther King's message. It's unbelievable. Yes, it's unfreaking believable, and they let it go now. You know, we had a great sheriff in Maricopa County uh, when it, Sheriff Joe, yeah. and uh, yeah. oh yeah, he was fantastic. Now we've got this. Yeah, he made him wear pink. Underwear or something like that. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he, and he put him in tent city, right? 
And, uh, you know, the the new guy, he came in. He's a Democrat, liberal Democrat, and uh, he's just letting Maricopa County go to hell. And he's he's letting illegal immigration, basically modern day slavery, you know, take a foothold here in Arizona. And uh, never heard it put like that. Damn. Well, when I was growing up backyard, um, I don't like to share this too much because I'm ashamed of it. But my step grandfather was part of the Ku Klux Klan. And I never knew what it was about. I never knew what it was. I was in junior high school at the time. And I never knew about these meetings or anything like that until the day I brought home my girlfriend and she was black. Then I knew the different side. And I was, I was just like, what the hell? Wow. Um, he told me to get that fucking animal out of his house. He called her, um, you know, the N-word. He called her a gorilla monkey or something. Oh. I mean, it was so devastating for me, but it was also devastating for her because she was in tears and I was in tears. And I, I, when I took her outside, I cried. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I said, your mom's coming to pick you up? And she goes, yeah. And I said, okay, I, I have to go back in. My, my grandfather told me I, I could only come out and see you off for a second. So I come in and the first thing he did was backhanded me. He says, don't you ever bring one of those animals, whatever, uh, back into my home. And that's when I started investigating stuff and I found the white rose and all this bullshit. And I, and I studied about it in school and then I knew right away what was going on. And I, and I hated living in that house ever since, but I had to go by, you know, I was only 13. So uh, you know, I didn't know what to do at that time. Yeah, but you knew it was wrong, right? Yeah. You knew it was wrong. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. If I didn't, my my grandmother, she wasn't like that. I don't understand how she didn't know it either, but um, unless she just put up with it, and I didn't know about it, but all yeah, I know is my grandmother was never place. like that, yeah. and neither was I. We, we never even knew. We, we lived in California, and we lived around a lot of the majorities and stuff, and my grandmother got along with everybody. You know, and it was like, it was sad. But that was one of my experiences of that. And I taught my kids ever since that you are not to treat any human being like that, no matter what. When you face somebody, you don't see, you know, you don't see color. They've all had dated. Now they're trying to force all the kids to see color. Everything is about seeing color now in uh, critical race theory. You know, you've got to identify your color and you've got to identify your white guilt and how you're the racist, you know? So it's, it's all about color now. And again, it's the Democrats that are pushing this garbage. Well, it is. Yeah. I know it is because, you know, I, when you, when you, when, when they teach you in school during my generation, the Democrats was always good. You never heard anything about them, but. When you get older and it gets old, you know, and then when you see things, it's like, okay, this is not what I was taught in school. Right. This is whole different. This is not the Democrat that I know or was raised up in. And it's just gone crazy because I was all for Martin Luther King. I, you know, I really promoted what, what he did. He was separating, um, the hatred from everybody and he right. was trying to bring people together he was pushing and self-reliance now, and self-responsibility yeah, as well. exactly i feel he was a conservative i might be wrong but i thought he was a conservative yes. because he was trying to people 
he wasn't only trying to teach his people to be more responsible, but he was sharing the other ones to be able to be together as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, uh, 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 I appreciate you, a mind of your own. I, I appreciate you calling in and sharing your story. That was powerful. Good stuff. Thank you. I, I appreciate being on your show and continuing to hopefully later, but we'll trend on the subject. All right. You have a good day. Are you calling anytime? Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Rex, I'll see you later if you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the other gentleman is, but all right thanks all right right, bye-bye take care hey john i wanted to uh if we have a minute bring us back to the drug discussion because one of the other commenters and i'm not going to try to pronounce the screen name uh makes a good comment uh the way to fight drugs is proper education not laws laws don't stop most people from doing what they they want just like laws don't stop people in uh, new york or chicago from shooting each other um I want to I want to pick the middle ground there. I think it's an excellent comment, but without the laws, there's no retribution. There's no remediation for bad behavior. I think it's a you have to do laws and education. You have to. Yeah, you got to do both. You got to do that both is- because you you can't legalize murder and say, well, people are killing each other anyway, so let's not legalize. Let's just legalize murder. And it's kind of extreme. Illicit drug use, illicit drug yep. use is not a human right. You can, you can call it extreme, Rex. But well, it's that's not a libertarian consistent. principles. I mean, that no, I'm goes saying it's. That. I'm saying it's consistent with what Churchy uh, uh, Jubals is saying there. I'm I'm yeah. happy to pronounce that because I wasn't going to try. I, it was a guess. I don't know if I said it right. Yeah, I was going to go like Gary or Gary. I don't. Yeah, I was just going to go with Jubals. Jubals. Jubblies. But it's a good point. And it's a good point, but I think it had, the point needs to be made. And someone made a comment earlier. I don't know where it is. Our education system is failing us. Our yeah. education system has deliberately been liberalized and architected to be anti-American and bring the critical yeah. race theory back into the discussion and the 1619 project that goes hand in hand with that. Yeah. It's all about tearing down the country from the sure. inside. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, look at the education, too. Like, they don't even teach cursive anymore. Some conservative libertarians, we seem to think, oh, they're not teaching cursive because they don't want kids to understand or be able to read the Constitution. That's interesting. But, I mean, hmm. that's going into a little bit of a rabbit hole. But, yeah, I mean, I would agree with his comment 100%. Like, it's like we, we say with the Second Amendment, criminals are going to get guns no matter what the law says. People are going to do drugs no matter what the law says. Difference is, are they hurting anybody while they're pursuing that? But well, obviously think- not, not the gun thing, but the drug thing. Because if it's nonviolent, that's where the Libertarian Party comes in. And it's like you have A and B. If it's yeah. a mutual, um, if it's a mutual transaction, you know, whatever the both parties are engaged with, it's wrong to be aggressing on that situation. Like if somebody wants to buy well, an eight ball of coke and go to town, yeah, like how we apply Rex to somewhere like. Um- Austin, I know they just they just got rid of this, but Austin's tent cities, homeless tent cities, San Francisco's homeless tent cities. How does it apply? Because they're not technically hurting anybody. I would say I would say that they are, though. They're causing what there's a sanitary issue there. And then they're like the tent city. Is it like obstructing traffic? Is it making life harder for other people and the businesses in that area? I spent some time in Austin a couple of years ago. And I literally walked by a guy and I turn around like, oh, my God, is this guy dead or what? He's sleeping in the middle of the sidewalk. Yeah, and that is a form. Walk past him, I'm like, OK, this is just normal in Austin. 
and the tents are the tents are under bridges and they're in grassy areas and and yeah it's it does get in the way but technically I, I would anybody but themselves I would agree with that but technically they are a burden to society which if I can navigate that like off the top of my head I would say they're violating everybody else's right to just you know be able to go about their business because then they're so also bringing and defecating in the street. Yeah, 75% of those people are mentally mentally um, unstable. There's Probably. laws against crapping in the street, too, by the way. So we should just abolish those laws because people are going to crap in the street anyway. So well, let's just do away with would, those laws. But that well, would go against libertarianism. Them. You're actively harming somebody else by defecating in the middle of the street, but not just see, on optics, yeah, but it's so, a sanitary so issue. Bringing disease. Okay, but if you're going to be a crackhead, you're probably going to. Yes, I'm so. If you're going to be a crackhead, you're probably going to end up on the street, and you're going to end up crapping in the street. And so you want to throw the guy in jail for crapping on the street, but not doing the crack that caused him to crack. Yeah, so that's the population. So that's the population uh, that you're defending when we completely make illicit drugs legal. That's the population because that's where they end up. They don't end up. Well, they end up in the. They end up in, in uh, the president's in, kid. Yeah, exactly. They end see, up, I'm not saying legalize it and they get to do wherever they want. Like they're not going to go sit in front of a daycare or next to a school and it'd be okay for them to stick a needle in their arm. That's, you know, from the beginning, all this, I said, regulate it, create it. I mean, it might be kind of scumbaggish to say, like involve some capitalism. It's both parties that want to consent to a transaction of buying drugs from each other. Give them a business model, throw them in a room. And regulate the drugs on site. No one so leaves just, with the drugs. They have the their record, high. The libertarian know. is pushing the regulation. <laughs> I just yes. want to make sure we're. Yeah, you can still have regulation and be libertarian. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's regulation, not law. So, I mean, you know. What's the difference? No, semantics. Semantics. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. Semantics. It's still giving people more freedom. It's still giving people more freedom at the end of the day to do what they want with their own lives, which libertarian is founded upon. It's not like you're going to throw them in jail. What what good does it do throwing a crackhead in jail? Nothing. Actually, I've, I've known dollars. a lot of drug addicts that have gone to jail and they said it mm -hmm. saved their life because they never succeeded through a 28 day mm -hmm. program. They so going to jail got them clean and save their life i i can have a friend of mine if he would be willing i get him and his wife both if they'd be willing to come on the show and mm -hmm. share that going to prison you know change their life and I'll, that doesn't I'll work i'll go back go ahead let how, me how many people does that actually work for at the end of the day i mean there's some addicts that no matter what you do they're not going to change and i think it's that segment of the population unfortunately it's where that ideology is like you're causing a burden on the system, on the police system, the mental health system, prison system. They've just become burdens and not functioning in society the correct way. So it's like they're becoming more of a problem. And we're just like it goes back. It's just you can't save everybody. And I think sometimes the laws do more harm than good in those situations. That's and this is this kind of boils it all down. And I think that's the fundamental difference between a true libertarian and a conservative, right? I think it, I think to an extent a conservative wants to see people. Uh, we we genuinely genuinely want to see 
as many people as possible make something of their lives and be self-reliant where the libertarian is like, look, you can make up your own mind. If you become a junkie, you become a junkie, but you know, you won't be in jail. I, I don't know, man. I, that's a, that's, we could probably debate that till the cows come home. There is, let me take a perspective on this, John. So the law in the Bible, the mosaic law, uh, was specifically set so that man knew that he could never meet the uh, perfection of God, right? Mm-hmm. The law defined sin. The law defined um, punishment for sin as well. Um, but really, it was the law that kind of uh, alerted us to the fact that we can't we can't walk in God's glory. We cannot be perfect. Jesus came, saved us, fulfilled the law, and gave us grace and mercy. Um, you know, I think we need laws so we can we can figure out exactly where the morality is. So we have a distinct and standardized definition of the morality and what is right and wrong. But the law itself, the the implication of the law can be merciful in the sense that maybe instead of sending people to, to straight to prison, you send them to rehab or, or you, you lock them down or make sure they get rehab in prison. There's other ways of, of doing it. And this is, once again, this is where I start walking a line, maybe crossing back and forth between libertarian and conservative, because uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of, I think you have to have a law, though, to define what is and what isn't right. And that has to be yeah. standardized for a for a community, for a culture. Without a law, if everything goes, if it's pure relativism, then you have chaos. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. It's it's like a fine line between the chaos and the order. And I can understand where where um where backyard is coming from, where he says, you know, libertarians don't really have much of a moral compass, but libertarians also, as I understand it, volunteer the most. Like we are the most we come together as a community at the end of the day, libertarians are very good at volunteering. So if there is one aspect of legalizing all drugs, there will be libertarians to volunteer to take care of those people who decide to go use the drugs and unsafe. Well, there's no way to make cocaine safe or heroin safe. I mean, yeah. So as sometimes it's very murky. That's why it's, that's why it's like, it's going to almost be impossible to figure out because it's very, it's it's a huge gray area. Well, it is. And I, I think we, I think as a, as a society, we have taught people to rely on their government instead of relying on themselves, relying right. on their families, relying on their churches, right? It's all, we, everybody's got to rely on the government. The, the politicians even come out and say, you know, this is what we're going to do for you. And on both sides, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do this for you. And, and so that's why we vote for those people because we want them to do the most for us instead of getting the hell out of our way. And you know, yeah, I think that's where libertarians primarily hang their hat. Like, get out, you know, get out of our way. We want, we want to, you know, collect our own rainwater. We don't want to have our own gardens. Like, you know, going back to the, to the lemonade stand thing, you had cops rolling up on little kids with a lemonade stand in New York. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. It's so it's like that's where I love the Libertarian Party because it's like man, it's like I'm I'm done with it. Like I'm not trying to compromise anymore. I want the government, the smallest essential services only. Like rid of the and I think all the bloated, useless shit. Especially the ATF. We can go ahead and chuck that straight in the garbage. ATF can go somewhere. 
Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. Uh, yeah, angry conservative. He says uh, he's a good point. He says Rex is an alcoholic and yeah. addict. I know this. Did you read that? But it took me years uh, yeah. to realize it that it was killing me. And I know there are millions of people in a twelve step program to not drink or have a drug. And that's I don't know. It's just I'm. What's scary about drugs today, Rex? If it was only weed, I would be like, dude, whatever, man. You want to go out and smoke dope, you know? But you got to pay for your own weed. Okay. Exactly. You got to go out and you got to keep a job and you got to do, you know, be a, you got to be somewhat, uh, you know, responsible and you got to give back to society, but you yeah. can't, you can't sit around, you can't smoke meth and be responsible society. You can't, I mean, you, you can be a functioning alcoholic and still be, to an extent be, provides like to society and that's where it's like uh, to some an people extent. know that about yeah to an extent until it gets unmanageable and too much to deal with till you know right. the health and the state of your body takes toll and yeah i read the comment to conservative i was going to get back to him because there, there's some people that from the av family as it were um i had my own real problems with alcohol as well which does enforce my point of view because I see myself in the way I was drinking. I was straight up killing myself. Like no doubt about it. Like if I didn't stop the way I was drinking, I wouldn't be here right now, but that was my own responsibility that I took up. I've been in AA. I was in AA for about two years. My longest month sober was eight months and I made the decision. I'm like, you know what? I kind of figured out maybe I'm not an alcoholic. And then, you know, a little bit of a bumpy road with this whole vocid and the jabbies going on and civil unrest and the stress. Like, I've kind of gotten bad again. So I need to reevaluate am I an alcoholic or not? So right. I still have to have that question in my mind. But that's my own responsibility. I can't blame anybody else for that. I can't say, oh, you know, oh, these laws and the reason why I went to jail was this. You know, that's my own responsibility and my own fault for what I did to myself. Yeah, but it would be a different situation if your drug of choice instead of alcohol was meth or heroin or crack, because that be that consumes right. your you'd be dead. That consumes your soul, man. And that's and, a good argument. That's a good argument from the conservative perspective, because I can see it. Because look at legalized alcohol. How many DWIs and people die from alcoholism every day? I could definitely see that point of view, and that's where it's coming back to. Well adults are going to do what they want to do regardless of the law we still have people driving drunk even though they see what happens every day getting mm -hmm. into car accidents killing themselves um some people yeah, lose their how their homes and ruin their yeah. families domestic violence but there's still laws on the books so it's right the drunk driving is a great example though because once once there was actually a campaign to enforce drunk driving laws to pass drunk driving laws and then enforce them I, I don't know the statistics, so someone get on there and correct me if you want, but I believe the drunk driving statistics probably are much different today than they were in the 70s. I would think the 70s, you had a lot more intoxicated, you know, driving while intoxicated accidents. Uh, so there's a there's a deterrent there. Now, you're right. People will make their own decisions, and I people obviously still get in the car drunk and drive. And make that decision. Here's the thing. Yeah. And, and when it comes to statistics, like crime statistics, okay, we, Arizona is one of the strictest or used to be, it's probably still is one of the most strict alcohol, um, you know, DUI states in the country. We have 
some of the highest DUIs. Oh, New York too. But the reason is, is because we enforce it and we pull people over and we give them DUIs. So if we weren't enforcing it and we weren't writing them up, it would look like we have a lower amount. So it all depends on how it's looked at, right? You took criminology classes. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's point. an excellent point, John. Because I let me let me give you one of my my own personal stories. So when I was a resident advisor in at Ohio State, um, it was the first year, my junior year was the first year where they decided they weren't going to anybody caught with marijuana. Obviously, back then it was completely illegal. Anybody caught with marijuana was not going to be reported to the Columbus police. Only the campus police. And then it was an issue between the school and the student and the parents. And all they were doing was changing the metrics, changing the reporting metrics um, so that mm, wow. so, so when parents were looking at colleges, they weren't looking at as Ohio State as a dope school. Right. Just, because now it's no longer reported in the crime statistics. And that's exactly what you're saying. Does Arizona have worse uh, DUI? Or is it just that they're enforcing the law more consistently? And I think a lot of these politicians today want to legalize everything. So there's no, oh, we don't have any problems. Yeah. The problems don't go away. I mean, let's think of it this way. If if you go fishing, like let's say the three of us go fishing, right? Tyke, you have one pole, but no bait. Rex, you have one pole, but some good bait. And I got 18 poles in the water. Who's the better fisherman? Well, well, first question is, do we all have fishing licenses? Because if we don't have a fishing permit, we can't be doing that. <laughs> Get rid of that, too. Yeah, <laughs> can't dude. fish without a permit? Seriously? Well, that's just, it's like libertarians are maximum freedom. But as we all know, with freedom comes responsibility. And right. some people don't have responsibility. But yes. to answer your question, if you got 18 polls... Um, it's going to look like I'm the better fisherman, right? Because I'm gonna. there's a good chance I'm going to catch more. And that's yeah. where we can enter into a capitalism. We could trade. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to buy some of those fish from you just because you have 18 poles. <laughs> but then I could catch like, you know, two huge fish and with your like 10 guppies over there. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that made sense, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I could catch <laughs> it eight, like a what a five. I don't know nothing about fishing, but like a five, five foot bass or something. You can get like your little minnows over there. <laughs> That's a big bass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if a five foot bass exists. Maybe I would a love sea to bass out of I would love to fish. off the coast of Chile. Maybe a sea bass. But uh, hey, Rex, I know it's like close to one o'clock in the morning, dude. You got something, right? Uh, yeah, I got a, my Chevy. The transmission is kind of jacking up, and I can't switch from two wheel to like four wheel and auto. So well, I got a Chevy. You should have known better. Well, I bought it used. It's 2017 with 21,000 miles. So oh, I love my Chevy. Though. I love that truck. That sounds yeah, like a transfer like, case. Yeah, it does. My father was saying, I think that thing got repossessed. But I think this guy maybe beat the hell out of it. I mean, how you got transmission problems with 21,000 miles when you bought it? Mm. All right. One with bait. Yeah, that's exactly right. So they did have, Leave it to Rex. He did have a point. I don't know what point about the fishing license. I think. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, that's a stupid, that's just a way to raise money. Right. Because look, here's the thing. 
the government sells the fishing license, right? So that they can pay for the patrol because you got to patrol the lakes and everything, but you also got to stock the lakes. You got to put the fish in there or you're just going to be cast in a line into an empty pond because without a license, you got 5,000 people fishing now. And that's where libertarians can come together and volunteer to stock the lake. Or you can have a private company come in and stock the lake. Probably be yeah, but who pays them? The private Someone's company? Pay them. It would well, be an incentive into, for the private company. Yeah, then you, like get you, into you, corporate, you get into corporate control of government property, yeah. government, public well, land. No, the government would still have say, but you One would more have, thing like, for Bezos incentives. to control. Yeah, right. Uh, that, yeah, that's where it's, it's murky. It's gray area. And it's... <laughs> Very idealistic, as I said. I mean, I don't know if libertarians are ever going to be able to hold a big office. I mean, you know, and, uh, and I could be hopeful. Yeah, yeah, go back to that point that you were making earlier, Rex. Um, it needs to happen at the local level. If if libertarians build from a local level up, yeah. and you start seeing libertarian senators and congresspeople, you know, then you know you're going to start seeing some legit. Uh, candidates for president, libertarian candidates for president. At that point, maybe it is its own party. But until there is a groundswell, until you have a libertarian, uh, you know, legislature in some state that's majority libertarian or at least maybe one third libertarian, the third party system is going to be very hard to actually implement at a national level, at a federal level in the federal government. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's a, well, I don't know. Well, Becker, are you trying to wrap it up? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. I just got a couple of okay. things I just want to go over, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, yeah, at the end too, there was one, there was one aspect of conservatism versus libertarians that libertarians are very supportive of the LGBT alphabet soup, where in my experience, conservatives, maybe not so much, um, especially on Gab and MeWe, where it's freedom of speech, a hundred percent. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of not fun so- over there. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I look at it this way. I'm a conservative. I'm a Christian guy. That's not a lifestyle that I choose to live. It's not a lifestyle that uh, I would want my kids to live. Uh, There's a lot of pain, a lot of stress, a lot of suicide that's involved, especially in the transgender uh, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's not really something that I would want for my kids. But at the same time, this is where these are decisions that you have to make on your own. I just don't want you to tell me that I have to accept certain things based right. on my religious foundation. But at the same time, if you're my neighbor, let's, can we coexist? Maybe do we have a problem yeah. with that? Yeah. You know, I, would I agree with that. Yeah. But I mean, when it comes to transgenderism, that's where my position needs to happen naturally, not like uh, being pushed with the mainstream media and drag, you know, drag queen story time or, right. Um, having it pushed by politicians and spokespersons, you know, if you have a kid that is, oh, I might be, you know, let it happen naturally. But then they come into these therapists and psychologists have all these things pushed on them like, rah, rah, yeah, you're trans. No, let them figure it out on their own. I mean, that's how my cousin did it. My cousin, this was back in the 80s, like over time, over 20, 30 years, she went and turned into a he. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the only thing in the LGBT thing I can actually re- like respect is trans woman or trans man because was a man put in the effort you paid for all the surgery got the hormones and now you're trans woman but 
Yeah, no, it, just you don't have to accept it. I I totally agree with that. It's just not something that uh, you know. It, it's not a lifestyle that I choose. It's yeah. same with. It's not a, my lifestyle to go stand down in Dallas and block the freaking traffic and scream, scream Black Lives Matter. It's just. It's not yeah. a lifestyle I choose to live. And uh, but, however, again, this is where you know we live in a free country. If you want to do it and you want to pay for it and it comes out of your pocket, that's fine. But again, right. don't. Uh, I'm opposed to the military paying for these operations. I'm I'm opposed to right. the prison situation paying for, you know, the prisons paying for these uh, operations. I'm opposed to forcing nurses that disagree with it to have to sit in and be part of the surgeries because they, they, they have a a religious disagreement. You know, I think, um, so that's where, that's where the left comes in and they push this and they Mm -hmm. force, you know, they want to force, you know, like uh, Chick-fil-A to have certain beliefs and they want to, force you know, no, you want to be a true libertarian or, or you know, stay yeah. out of it. Yeah, exactly. That it. goes back to the uh, the first principles. you got ABC party. It's like there's no reason for the government to get involved. Like if a gay person wants a cake, like we've seen, the, the baker doesn't want to give him a cake because it's the religious beliefs, go to another bakery. Exactly. Go, go yeah. to an LGBT, you know, rainbows shooting out of the, the banister freaking bakery and that's yeah that's where it's like you don't have to get into the middle of that keep the government out as much as possible right. keep the government out yep. but yeah it's like i don't demand acceptance i don't demand i don't even demand respect i mean i get called <laughs> yeah on gab and mewi i get called a faggot like every other day and i laugh about it it's like can't give people those that power over you that's what some of the right. left don't understand they're so hurt and need a safe space and want to cry all day there's whatever happened like Sticks and stones break my bones, but words will never yeah. hurt me. It, yeah. It's a softness. That, that went out the window a long time ago, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When we started giving trophies to everybody. But yeah, so I mean, that's, you know, that's that's my stand on it as a conservative Christian person. It's just, it's, you know, yeah, it you is do your what thing. It is. It's like, that's, that's where I kind of realize it. And it's like, if I'm walking down the street dressed like a chick and somebody doesn't accept it, I don't care. It's like I still have freedom in america and i'm not going to pay that person any mind or- and there's places you know it's funny you and i talked about this but there's places in every city and every town where you're going to be accepted and there's places yeah. that you're not going to be accepted oh yeah for sure. and it doesn't matter it, it goes from you know uh your situation to my situation i can there's certain parts of phoenix dude if yeah. i was to walk down in broad daylight i probably won't make it yeah, you know? I was actually told on MeWe that if I go to Texas dressed like that, I'll get my body drugged by horses. Well, in certain parts of Texas. Yeah, yeah, which is totally, I mean, that's you why I'm, I'm hoping they do the, with the constitutional carry, because if you're going to try to drag my body with a horse, I'm probably going to shoot you before you'd be able to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Hey, listen, I got to wrap it up. Uh, Rex, I, man, I didn't, I didn't know you were going to... Thanks for being here, bro. I didn't expect you to stay for two two hours, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great conversation. conversation. I, I got it's into it. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Very good. Tyke, same thing, buddy. Thanks for being here uh, for two hours. I know we all got things we got to do in the morning. I do have a couple headlines, and you guys are welcome to stick through it. I just got to run through it real quick. Uh, some backyard politics news. Uh, so Arizona's backyard. Uh, we just had House GOP members just voted for Arizona uh, United States citizens to, uh, to subsidize in-state tuition 
for not just DACA recipients, but all undocumented people. So GOP members in Arizona are voting for this crap. Uh, Joanne Osborne is one of them. Uh, David Cook is another one. Michelle Dahl is the third. And Joel Johns. All these idiot uh, Republicans voted to give in-state tuition rates to all undocumented people here in Arizona. So awesome, right? So your your kid, uh, Tyke, lives in Arkansas. He's got to pay more to go to school in Arizona. But if you're an illegal alien, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, what the covered. Heck? Yeah, covered. Terrible. All right, SB 1532 passed the Arizona House along with party lines yesterday. It could fine teachers up to $5,000 if they introduce classroom discussions on controversial subjects or knowingly push their viewpoints of students. So that's a beautiful thing. Arizona is actually working to uh, shut down uh, some of the indoctrination. It's it's mostly aimed at uh, the critical race theory is what they're trying to oh, do. Okay, trying to stop. Okay. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to stop critical race theory. Uh, backyard uh, Texas's backyard. There were four toddlers that were dumped at the border overnight in a blazing hot desert. Actually, the rancher found them. Uh, four young kids just laying in the middle of the desert. So that's you know open borders. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, Texas, you mentioned this, Rex. Texas's uh, constitutional carry bill allowing handguns to be carried without a permit cleared the Senate. That's good news. In yeah, the South Carolina. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I read stipulations from an, another libertarian like uh, talking group that uh, they're coming out with stipulations that it's open carry and you have to have a jacket on. Like they nixed constitutional carry, I think they didn't pass. Oh, it. But oh is that right? Yeah, they didn't pass constitutional carry. What I heard is but they're going to give you open carry but you have to have a jacket over it or clothing concealing it which kind of turns it into constitutional carry i think it was guns and gadgets that did the video on it it was guns and gadgets where i saw that so constitutional carry is the right to carry without a permit right but you have to conceal it is that what you're saying you can't open carry you can you can open carry or conceal carry with constitutional carry you could do which either or but they didn't pass constitutional carry. But what they're doing is adding, I guess, another segment into their existing law of open carry. Okay. They said, if you want to carry without a permit, you can open carry it with a jacket on or clothing over it. (laughs) If you want to watch the guns and gadgets video. Which is the definition of concealed carry. That's why. And then that's oh. why you go to the other side and say laws make absolutely no sense. We are so stupid when we write laws. Well, so, politicians, politicians. Yeah. All right. South Carolina, breaking South Carolina lawmakers did vote to add firing squad to the state's execution methods. I talked about that. And uh, Governor Henry Mc, uh, McMaster says he will sign the bill once it hits his desk. So that's pretty slick. I think they do that up in Utah, by the way. I think it's still legal up there. And uh, the, uh, Iowa's backyard, uh, the Iowa legislature just officially banned vaccine passports for government and private businesses. So right there, uh, federal government, uh, Tennessee's backyard, uh, Tennessee legislature just officially banned critical race theory. That's a beautiful thing up in Michigan. 
uh, Representative McLean, I played that uh, that uh, little clip for you. She actually finally came out and said modern day slavery. That's what uh, what's going on at the border. I've been saying that for years. I'm glad someone that uh, gets paid with, uh, you know, federal dollars actually came out and said it. Also, Michigan has now requested a full forensic audit. They're watching what's going on here in Arizona, and uh, they want a forensic audit up there, too. So, oh, baby, this is getting exciting with that that type of stuff. Uh, in Florida, Governor DeSantis signs Florida's new voting legislation into law that enacts restrictions on voting by mail and drop boxes. That's a good thing. Uh, Biden, this is what Biden had to say today. I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday, since Friday's report, that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. Yeah, neither did Stevie Wonder. He didn't see it either. So (laughs) unbelievable. He's he's a clown, man. This guy is unbelievable. He is unbelievable. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah. Biden, uh, the Biden administration reversed the Trump rule, will force hospitals to provide sex change procedures. So there you go. Uh, we were just talking about this, Rex. Uh, Biden administration will force hospitals. So now that the Trump rule is officially gone and the Obama era rule has been reinstated by President Joe Biden, hospitals, clinics and other medical providers are once again subject to government sanctions if they deny sex change surgeries such as uh, hysterectomies or hormone treatments to people who identify as transgender while offering those procedures to uh, for other medical conditions. Is there an age limit on that? Like even teenagers know. and little kids, like really? Yeah, I didn't get into the details, but just the fact, you know, if it's a if it's a Catholic hospital, yeah, yeah, and they exactly. now they got to do this. That this is no more. This is more proof that Obama's running that administration. Yeah, I think exactly. it's more proof that he has gone after Trump with vitriol. It just he is vile, and I think he's just going. He's using Biden as a puppet. He's going after right. Trump because he feels like Trump uh, soiled his uh, legacy, he exposed him as doing nothing. Exactly. And he didn't get he didn't get everything done that he wanted to get done either because he didn't have the balls at the time. Yeah. And, and now the country, he, doesn't take, he doesn't have he doesn't, to take for these decisions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just real quick, too. Um, uh, a mind of her own was asking on Wisconsin. I don't have any news on Wisconsin other than Brett Farb. Brett Farb, he's raising some eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know if he's still from Wisconsin or not, but he's been uh, running his mouth and, you know, it's good for him. Uh, but just real quick, my sponsors, I want to thank Good Talk Radio for simulcasting the show. I want to thank the Espinoza Group for supporting our show. Uh, Sherry Espinoza is the only real estate agent I trust in Arizona. Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags. If you got a dog, your dog's going to take a dump. You got to pick it up. Don't use a Walmart bag because it doesn't biodegrade. Use Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags. You can get them on Amazon for $9.99 plus free shipping and Mythical Beards. For if you want beard oil, beard balm, solid colognes, mythicalbeard.com. Check them out. They got the best scents on the, on the scents as, as far as like smell, the scent. Uh, it's excellent stuff. Check them out on mythicalbeard.com and Gray Feather Farm. If you need some crack attack, it is by far the best moisturizing cream you'll find on the planet. It's all natural. There's nothing unnatural about it. You can get uh, all of the links to all of my sponsors on Say What You Will Radio. 
com. Just go to the sponsor section. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Just catch up real quick. I can't believe I was a Democrat when I was younger. Angry conservative says I voted for Obama in 2008. Well, here's an old saying, angry conservative. If you're young and you're not a liberal, you have no heart. But if you're older and you're not a conservative, you have no brain. Yeah. Uh yeah, there you go. Uh, mine of our own said so did I. Angry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just half a brain. Yeah, well that's okay. You you know. <laughs> yeah, Rush used to tie half his brain behind his back, back just to make it fair. Oh. Shout out to Rush Limbaugh. Well, that's it. That's all I got. Rex, again, thanks for coming on, brother. Great conversation. Uh, same with you, Tyke. As always, uh, always good, good conversations on the show. I appreciate it. This show is all about you guys. And uh, I want to thank a mind of her own for the cash app uh, donation. She's always there. I really appreciate it. It means a ton. It means a ton to me. So Rex, go get your uh, transfer case looked at and taken care of. Tyke, go to bed so you can get up and go to work in the morning. And I got to go spend some time with my wife and uh, get some sleep as well. So everybody in the room, thanks for being here as always. It's like I said, it's not nothing without you guys. So thank you so much until Wednesday night. I'll be back with Tom Shirey and uh, the rest of you guys. So, uh, Oh, and tomorrow night I got a special show. I'm going to be interviewing a retired cop. So Rex, if you would, if you want to ask some questions to cops and you want to stir the pot, be here tomorrow night. I think libertarians, all we do is stir the pot. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's perfect. That's I, I'm curious to see what he has to say. I don't know if it'll be uh, how long of a show it's going to be, but uh, it'll be a special live tomorrow night. Wednesday night, we'll be back with Tom, but that's all I got. That's it. Mm-hmm. Fort Pitt. All right. Boy, that's an old one. There you go. That's right. Fort Pitt beer. You got it. All right, guys. I'm going to kick you out. I will see you mm-hmm. next time. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, Angry conservative. Thanks for being in the room. I appreciate you being here. A mind of our own. Again, thank you for being here. Uh, So many people in the room tonight. Uh, Just thanks for all the contribution and the comments. It uh, it means a lot to me. Uh, If you would, if you haven't already, go subscribe to my channel. Click the thumbs up button and click that little bell to the reminder bell. That's what it's all about. Until tomorrow night, be nice to one another. God bless. Take care.